this is Dean Hess with Sarah Forky to present the October 2010 Respiratory Care Podcast. This month we published the second of two issues presenting the proceedings of the 45th Respiratory Care Journal Conference, Sleep Disorders, Diagnosis and Treatment. As was the case last month, the topics reviewed in this issue are extremely relevant to the day-to-day practice of respiratory therapists and others involved in the care of these patients. We begin this month with non-pressure therapies for obstructive sleep apnea, surgery, and oral appliances by Woodson. The first-line treatment for obstructive sleep apnea, OSA, is positive airway pressure, or PAP. If PAP fails to adequately treat OSA, oral appliances that enlarge the airway are the next line of therapy. These include mandibular advancement devices or the tongue retaining device if the patient has no dentition. The third line treatment of OSA is surgery. Surgeries that have been used to treat OSA include septoplasty, tonsillectomy, adenoidectomy, uvulopalatopharyngoplasty, mandibular advancement procedures, tongue reduction surgery, hyoid bone suspension, maxillofacial surgery, and bariatric procedures. There are scant data to support or compare the various procedures. As all of us working in respiratory care know, the first-line treatment for OSA is PAP, either CPAP or BPAP. However, as Woodson correctly states, sometimes PAP fails to adequately treat the OSA and other non-pressure therapies must be considered. In his paper, he nicely describes the available non-PAP therapies for OSA, such as oral appliances and various surgeries. As he correctly states, there are scant data supporting the various non-PAP procedures. Next is the paper, Sleep Disordered Breathing and Cardiovascular Disorders, by Raja and colleagues. Compelling data demonstrate a strong association between sleep disordered breathing and cardiovascular disorders. The association is most consistent between OSA and hypertension. Epidemiologic and clinic-based studies provide evidence for an etiological role of OSA in hypertension independent of obesity. Furthermore, several studies suggest amelioration of hypertension with therapy for sleep apnea. Emerging data also suggest a role for OSA in causing coronary artery disease. This association is bolstered by evidence suggesting that continuous positive airway pressure, CPAP, therapy improves early signs of atherosclerosis and may impede progression to clinically important cardiovascular disease. Sleep disordered breathing, both OSA and central sleep apnea, is frequently observed in patients with heart failure. OSA may be a risk factor for incident heart failure. The current data do not provide consistent evidence for whether treatment of sleep disordered breathing will improve survival or other endpoints in patients with heart failure, and larger trials are currently underway to better elucidate that relationship. Substantial evidence also links sleep disordered breathing to an increased risk of various arrhythmias. Treatment of sleep disordered breathing with CPAP appears to significantly attenuate that risk. Finally, several studies suggest sleep disordered breathing as a risk factor for stroke. 
Whether treatment of sleep-disordered breathing reduces stroke risk, however, remains to be determined. In conclusion, persuasive data provide evidence for an association, probably causal, between sleep-disordered breathing and several cardiovascular disorders. Large randomized controlled trials will further help confirm the association and elucidate the cardiovascular benefits of sleep-disordered breathing therapy. The strong association between sleep disordered breathing and cardiovascular disorders should be appreciated by all of us caring for these patients. The association is particularly strong between OSA and hypertension. As clinicians, we should also appreciate that sleep disordered breathing is frequently observed in patients with heart failure. However, there is not consistent evidence for whether treatment of sleep disordered breathing improves survival in patients with heart failure. Sleep disorder breathing may also be a risk factor for stroke. All of this should be borne in mind as we care for patients with cardiovascular disease and sleep disorder breathing. Sleep disordered breathing and COPD, the overlap syndrome, is by Owens and Moholtra. Sleep disordered breathing, mainly OSA, and COPD are among the most common pulmonary diseases. A great number of patients have both disorders, which has been termed the overlap syndrome. This causes more severe nocturnal hypoxemia than either disease alone. This common combination of OSA and COPD has important implications for diagnosis, treatment, and outcome. Specifically, patients with COPD and OSA have a substantially greater risk of morbidity and mortality compared to those with either COPD or OSA alone. Only now are the interactions between these two systemic diseases being determined and appreciated. Many questions remain, however, with regards to disease definition, prognosis, and optimal treatment. Treatment currently consists of continuous positive airway pressure and oxygen as needed. Non-invasive ventilation may be helpful in overlap syndrome patients, but this has not yet been well studied. When caring for patients with COPD, we should bear in mind that a great number will have sleep disordered breathing, primarily OSA. Patients with COPD and OSA have a substantially greater risk of morbidity and mortality compared to those with either COPD or OSA alone. Thus, treatment with PAP and oxygen is important. Although it would seem that NIV should be helpful in patients with overlap syndrome, this remains controversial. Obesity Hypoventilation Syndrome, a state-of-the-art review, is by Moklesi. Obesity hypoventilation syndrome is defined as the triad of obesity, daytime hypoventilation, and sleep disordered breathing in the absence of an alternative neuromuscular, mechanical, or metabolic explanation for hypoventilation. During the last three decades, the prevalence of extreme obesity has markedly increased in the United States and other countries. With such a global epidemic of obesity, the prevalence of obesity hypoventilation syndrome is bound to increase. 
Patients with obesity hypoventilation syndrome have a lower quality of life, with increased healthcare expenses, and are at a higher risk of developing pulmonary hypertension and early mortality compared to eucapnic patients with sleep disordered breathing. Obesity hypoventilation syndrome often remains undiagnosed until late in the course of the disease. Early recognition is important as these patients have significant morbidity and mortality. Effective treatment can lead to significant improvement in patient outcomes, underscoring the importance of early diagnosis. This review includes disease definition and epidemiology, clinical characteristics of the syndrome, pathophysiology, and morbidity and mortality associated with it. Lastly, treatment modalities are discussed in detail. This is a nice review of the obesity hypoventilation syndrome. Those of us working in respiratory care will undoubtedly see more obesity hypoventilation syndrome in our practice due to the increasing prevalence of extreme obesity. Obesity hypoventilation syndrome is associated with a lower quality of life, increased health care expenses, several comorbidities, and higher mortality. Unfortunately, it remains undiagnosed until late in the course of disease. We should have a high index of suspicion when we see obese patients because early diagnosis and effective treatment can lead to significant improvement in patient outcomes. The paper, What is Abnormal in Pediatric Sleep, is by Kirandish Ghazal. Sleep disordered breathing in general, and more particularly OSA syndrome, is highly prevalent in children. Although the diagnosis appears relatively straightforward using a sleep study, this labor-intensive and expensive procedure is only used in a minority of cases across the country because of the relative unavailability of pediatric sleep centers. However, the definition of an abnormal sleep study is not a trivial process and requires a methodological delineation of normative data, implication of abnormal variables to specific outcomes, and demonstration of cost-effectiveness of such approach. Unfortunately, such studies are lacking and there is no real consensus on any of these important aspects, which in turn leads to delays in diagnosis and treatment. Such paucity of validated data, however, is an opportunity to explore alternative options that would enable incorporation of biomarkers into well-defined and validated algorithms. There is no doubt that novel approaches to the evaluation of community-based and clinically referred pediatric populations should enable more pragmatic and reliable diagnostic approaches for pediatric sleep-disordered breathing. The importance of sleep disorder breathing in children is becoming increasingly recognized. As pointed out by Karandish Gazelle, sleep disorder breathing is highly prevalent in children. Polysomnography is used in only a minority of cases, likely because of the relative unavailability of pediatric sleep centers. As the author points out, novel approaches to the evaluation of pediatric sleep disorder breathing is needed to enable more pragmatic and reliable diagnostic approaches for children with sleep disordered breathing. Sleep 
Medicine Certification and Accreditation is presented by Carlin. Sleep Disorders Medicine is undergoing substantial evolution in terms of testing and therapy. In order to ensure that the providers of care for patients with sleep disorders provide quality and safe care, various types of individual certification and sleep disorders centers accreditation programs have been developed. These programs should help to ensure that care is provided with the utmost quality and safety. As Carlin points out, in order to ensure the quality of care for patients with sleep disorders, various types of individual clinician certification and sleep disorder center accreditation programs have been developed. These programs should help to ensure that care is provided with the utmost quality and safety. Finally, we have the conference summary by Dond. Sleep medicine is evolving rapidly. This journal conference has summarized recent and upcoming developments in sleep monitoring technology, our understanding of the underlying physiology of sleep disorders, and the relationships of sleep disorders to other health problems, the treatment of sleep disorders, and regulatory matters in sleep medicine. Sleep medicine is a growing field partly because of the obesity epidemic and partly because of an increasing recognition of how sleep disorders cause and or exacerbate serious conditions such as heart disease and how poor sleep increases societal costs. These costs include decreased work and school productivity and motor vehicle accidents from hypersomnolence. Some key questions that remain to be answered include what are the best metrics for diagnosing the severity of sleep apnea? What outcomes are most relevant to evaluate the efficacy of therapy? What is the best type of PAP therapy for each category of sleep disorder? What is the best approach to treatment when positive airway pressure does not work? How often should sleep studies be repeated? What are the indications for retitration of the PAP level? What will happen to sleep laboratories, especially if reimbursement is reduced and portable unattended sleep studies gain in popularity? Can or could non-sleep specialists interpret sleep studies? What is the role of increased nasal resistance in producing upper airway obstruction? What is the influence of chronic sinusitis on adherence to PAP therapy? How do gender differences affect the incidence, morbidity, and outcomes of sleep apnea? What are the needs of special populations with sleep disorders such as children, patients with mental impairment, psychiatric patients, and ICU patients? To receive the contents of this and past issues of the journal, visit our website at www.rcjournal.com. There you can also subscribe to receive podcasts of future issues.